You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 275. Today's case study of the week is an example of what happens when you combine business with spirituality. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 3 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, beautiful, sexy entrepreneurs? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Wednesday edition here on the Mind Your Business podcast, where we love to showcase extraordinary stories of extraordinary entrepreneurs who are up to extraordinary things. That's a lot of use of the word extraordinary, but today is no exception. We're going to get right into it in just a moment. Today's guest is one of the members of the Business by Design community, Natasha Daniels. Now, Natasha is a child therapist. She's also an author. She wrote the book, Anxiety Sucks. It's a great name. A Teen Survival Guide. And the book, How to Parent Your Anxious Toddler. She's also the creator of ATParentingSurvival.com. It's a website dedicated to supporting parents raising kids with anxiety and OCD. She hosts the AT Parenting Survival Podcast, as well as the YouTube channel, Ask the Child Therapist. Through this work, she's been featured on various sites such as Huffington Post, Scary Mommy, and The Mighty. And in just a moment, I'm going to bring her on and introduce her to you. And it's such a great episode because this becomes a very common theme that I notice with a lot of our listeners, with a lot of our students and members in the BBD community which is that she had an understanding and appreciation for, you know, like what we can just chunk and label spirituality. She was into this mindfulness, energy work and and manifestation, but like most, she had compartmentalized it. She had separated it from business. She had been telling herself this story that business has to be all around about the strategy, the action and the numbers, right? And these things are different. And her story is what happened when she combined them both. That's so exciting. That to me is so awesome because that's a lot of what my journey was is like all of my growth that took off when I really combined both of them. So we're going to get into that story in just a moment, but really quickly, I want to give you an important update. If you haven't already heard the news, inside our free group, The Rise of the Digital CEO, which we'll link up in the show notes, we're doing something really fun and exciting. You see, our students and members of Business by Design have been hard at work for the past year at growing their business, reaching more people, having bigger launches, generating more sales, and helping more people. And recently, I asked them to document their success. And that's exactly what they did. We had a ton of our members create these amazing timeline journey videos sharing their stories and their growth, their evolution of impact and income that they've been able to generate in less than a year. These videos are unbelievable. They're incredible. And within the community, we voted. The members all voted and they narrowed it down to the top 10. And now we need your help. 
When you visit jameswedmore.com forward slash vote, you are going to be taken to a page that has our finalists, the final 10 contestants of this breakthrough video case study contest that we're holding, and we need you to vote. So you're gonna take a few minutes, you're gonna watch these amazing videos. They're super short, sweet to the point. They're extraordinarily informative and OMG inspiring. You're just gonna love these stories. It's gonna light a fire under your arse. When you head over to jameswilburn.com forward slash vote, you're gonna get a chance to watch these videos and then cast three votes. So you're gonna choose your three favorites. There's a lot on the line here, folks. The grand prize winner when we announce on July 24th, is going to get $5,000 cash, U.S. dollars. Plus, they're going to get an all-expense-paid trip to our infamous live event, BBD Live, this October. And we're going to roll out the VIP red carpet for them. This is going to be amazing. So there's a lot on the line, and I really need your help. And when you cast your votes, you are simultaneously going to be entered into a very fun raffle slash giveaway that we're going to be doing, which means you have a chance to win really cool prizes, including Amazon gift cards, our infamous, they are now infamous, business affirmation cards. Oh, so good. And much, much more. So all you got to do is head over to jameswilmer.com forward slash vote. Watch those amazing videos ASAP. Cast your three votes. And we'll take care of the rest, and we'll be announcing that winner next week. All right, enough with that. Let's get into this week's case study episode with Natasha Daniels. Play that tape. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with today's special case study of the week, Natasha Daniels. Natasha, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. So happy to be here. It is awesome to have you. I, I have a feeling this is going to be a really fantastic conversation because I know we were chatting a few minutes before the the show. I know you've got a lot to share, but let's like just set the stage first and let our listeners know a little bit about what you do. Uh, who do you serve? How do you help them? Okay. Well, I'm a child therapist and I specialize in helping families who are raising kids with anxiety and OCD. And I moved into the online world about, I guess in 2015. And I've started to like, it, it happened accidentally, like a lot of stuff or mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, accidental. Right, right. And it's just been a whirlwind since then. So I wrote a couple of books and then I moved into like creating a blog and then I moved into doing a podcast and then YouTube channel and then online classes. I think probably not in that order. And <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> all the mom. yeah. Uh, I have three kids and they also struggle with anxiety and OCD. So it's, it's really a professional and personal passion of mine. Yeah. So. That's so awesome. You also shared a story before the show about how you found me and, and this podcast. Do you mind sharing that with our listeners? Yeah, it's kind of funny. So I was talking to you because I don't normally talk about my spiritual beliefs, but I think that these are the people like, you know, this is a place to talk about it. Yeah. So I was telling you how, you know, I try to pay attention to signs. I don't think there's coincidences. And so I was in my daughter's pickup line at school and I was bored. And so I was looking for a podcast and I didn't, you know, I was trying to like not think about business. And so, you know, you get those recommendations on iTunes at the bottom, like you would probably like this podcast and mind your business podcast kept popping up. And I was getting kind of frustrated because I was like, I am trying to focus <laughs> on other things, you know? So I would type in parenting, I would type in all these keywords and your name would keep popping up wow. uh, after five times. I realized, you know, maybe I should probably click on this because it was so obvious and it was your podcast talking about kind of the woo-woo side of business. Mm. 
And I was just floored because (laughs) (laughs) I have always kept those worlds separate. I've never heard of anyone talking about smushing those worlds together. And really I had kind of been dormant. Like my spiritual aspect of my life had been dormant for pretty much since I picked up the online business like that. I'm very obsessive. And I think that the online business kind of crushed my soul and it consumed me Mm. and hearing you start talking about these beliefs that I totally resonated with and I had inside of me and linking them to business was just crazy. And I don't think it was a coincidence that you were launching and I was able to sign up for BBD like that day. So it's been awesome. I'd love, I mean, like I want to get into your success because I know something you said is that when you finally combined these worlds back together, married the two, reunited them, that your business took off. And I want to get into that, but I think this is just a great conversation around, because I used to do the same thing, this compartmentalization. Yeah. Separation, this wall we put up between this side of us that we can call spirituality and then this side of us that focuses on business. And I'm curious if we can just take a deeper dive into that. Like what had you been doing or what were some of your practices or, you know, whatever you feel free to share that would have you say that you were a spiritual person. One thing you mentioned, of course, was that you look at things as synchronicities and signs, not accidents and coincidences. What else? Like I really dived into spirituality when my mom passed away, like in 2006. And so during that period, I was super spiritual. So, you know, in the very like obvious sort of way, you know, I would manifest, you know, I would put out my intentions so much so actually that one, um, so I was going through a divorce because when my mom passed away, I was like, you know, I need something fresh. I need change. I need to like, I need to make this life worth living. And so, you know, I would write down, what I was expecting, you know, from my next partner. And I just wrote it down like it was already happening. And I wrote down all the qualities to the point where I actually wrote down his name, his job, his location. And then a couple months later, all that was accurate. Um, I don't know what that was. So in that sense, totally just random. (laughs) (laughs) So I would write, like I'd write in a journal about like this amazing life that I did not have. And, and I would just write it like a chapter of like my real life. And I would feel the the excitement about it. And I would talk about me writing, you know, paying off all these bills and how I wrote this book and I got these checks and, and it just, it all happened. It just all happened over the next few years. You know, I just checked it all off from small things to big things. And then Uh, you know, I got remarried to the guy that I thought I would get remarried to who didn't exist at the time. And I had kids, I had a couple more kids and then my business took off and it was sad. Like that went away. You know, I kind of got the life that I wanted. And then my online business, I always had a child therapy practice, but my online business took off accidentally. I wrote a book. I had a month that was down in my practice and I'm like those go-getter people where I'm like, oh my gosh, my business is going downhill. My husband's like, it's the summer and it's one month. Like you do this every year. <laughs> and I was like, well, I need to do something else. So let me contact some publishers. And so submitted some requests. And then a few months later, they're like, we love your idea, write a book. And I'm like, who are they? And I was like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. I forgot that I submitted that proposal. So I wound up having, not having to, but I wrote the book and then they yeah, were like- Getting to, yes. Yeah. And they, you know, I'm like a nobody. So in the publishing world, they're like, Hey, you know, it it totally was a form email. It was like, you probably should have a platform and you probably should do this. And basically like 
good luck with that. We're not probably going to promote you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was, you know, I'm just, I had the entrepreneurial spirit probably, and I didn't realize it. And so it was like, make a website. So I started to do all that. And that's how I kind of got the bug of the online world because it became less about the book and the dollar I was making per book and more about like, Oh my gosh, look at all these people I can reach. So I started writing articles. And so it took off from there, but then what died at the same time was all my spirituality because I just focused. And so from starting at 2015, it was all about my online world. Tell me though, cause you also said that it, like it started to crush your soul a bit. So tell me what must've been going, like what thoughts or decisions were going on in your head that would have you like kill off or not focus on that or bring that spirituality side into the business. What were you thinking at the time? I don't even think I thought about combining them. I think I thought like I, and I've done this a lot in my life where I feel like I've gotten to where I want to go. And so, you know, child therapist check. Okay. Well, that's pretty much the end of that goal. You know, I think that was the head of, that's the end of the goal. Meet, you know, a really good guy. Okay. Check did that couple of kids check did that. And so I don't think that I, I saw spirituality almost more like as a means to an end, like a conduit to my success instead of like an ongoing thing for my happiness. Mm. And that like my state. Yeah. Yeah. And that like your state of being is what your world is, you know, that it's not my perception skews my reality. It's like my perception is my reality. (laughs) And I didn't get that until you reminded me Mm. and you, you just talk about it in a way that I hadn't heard before where I was like, Oh my gosh, I am not paying attention to my kids. I think time is my enemy. I feel really guilty about collecting money. I feel like that's like, it didn't align with my spirituality. And so I had this angst about, am I selfish, but I want to, you know, help people. And so there were all these things that I had no idea that were really probably creating like a lack of success. Right. So, so what I'm hearing is I kind of unpack this little bit. So you develop this sense of spirituality And then it was like, cool, this next journey, which is something completely different is business. So I got to leave that stuff behind and go focus on a business. And it's like a lot of that stuff almost contradicts the spiritual context we've created. It felt like it. Yeah. Wow. But you got to notice some, some beliefs that were behind that. Some thoughts that were creating your reality, like feeling guilty for charging for money. So you told me, that when you started recombining these two things began to change. So were you able to kind of work through your relationship with money, selling, charging and and stuff like that? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, at first when I was going through the course, I was like, when is he going to get to the good stuff? (laughs) You know, I was like, no offense. I was just like, you know, I, I wanted to just like, tell me how to do things. You know, you're going to be like the next person that's going to just tell me how to do it and do it in a better way. And so when I was going through the mindset stuff, I would be like, yeah, I don't have any blocks. Yeah. You know, and then you would say yeah, that, you know, you don't say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're really good at addressing that. Like you probably think that you don't have any. And I was like, fine. So I went back and I was like, cause I was going to skip all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized, oh my gosh, I think it's the whole course. Like there's processes, but which are really, really helpful. But you know, the whole course is really more about this. And so then I went back and I started to really do it. And I realized that, I do have hangups about money 
And I really feel like I was shutting down all these opportunities because I felt like I am, you know, I'm taking advantage. And so that shift in perspective and really working through those blocks helped tremendously. Mm-hmm. So if you were in the back, yeah. And by the way, we all got our stuff, right? And yeah. one of the things when we look about money stuff in particularly is how do we know? How do I know if James, if I have some money stuff going on? Well, just look at your bank account. That's the way, like that's, that's the indicator right there. If you're not happy with what you see there, then there's some, some work that can be done. So you went from this story of, I feel guilty to asking for money to what's a new story that you could offer our listeners. You know, I think the new story is that people want help Mm -hmm. and they want access to it. You've said this before in many different areas, you know, that, that to not give people help, it's really unfair. And I'm only one human being. And so I need, I need to be able to help. I need to get help to be able to help people. Uh, I just can't do it myself. I can't do, and the crushing soul, it was like 80 hours a week on top of my private practice. You know, it was, time is another obviously big issue for me. Yeah. It was like, you know, working until one or two in the morning and then getting up in the morning, you know, taking care of the kids and then going to my private practice and then doing it all again and just feeling exhausted. And so you really, you can't show up and be the person that people need you to be if you're like this one woman show. And if you don't have boundaries, so the money, time and boundaries were like the three things that I really were like, oh man. But wait a second, Natasha, if you really wanted to help people, why don't you just give away all your stuff for free? Yeah, I tried that. (laughs) 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 And it was exhausting and it nearly killed me. And my kids didn't have their parents. I mean, and, their, their mom. I firmly, firmly believe, because this is why we say the transformation begins with the transaction. The people that get stuff for free don't value it. There's no commitment. There's no decision to change when there isn't skin in the game. And what if we could all start to look at the way that we help people through that lens, that putting a price tag on their new future forces them to make a commitment to change because they're putting something on the line and it's an exchange too of, of energy. It's like, well, if I'm going to give you this, you got to give it's reciprocity. You got to give too, you know, in exchange. So good, good. Okay. And so you had some time stuff. Time's always uh, a mean one. Time was a major issue. I walked around my house like a chicken with her Mm. head chopped off saying to my kids, I don't have time. Just give me a second. Just give me a moment, you know? And I was never in the moment. I was always in the next moment. And so like, I felt resentful and I didn't realize this obviously had no insight whatsoever until I started to explore this with your work. But I was always resentful of who was in front of me or what I was doing in front of myself because it was taking away from time. Wow which is sad because then I never soaked up anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hurry up, get through this first module, James. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I was totally like that. I'm like, can I just fast forward? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really good. So you, you brought this world back in to the business world. What's life, what's business like now? Can you share a little bit about like any results or experiences? Yeah. Created since then? I totally brought my spiritual side into the business. In fact, you know, I did your memory. So I started taking your course and I set like a, a 90 day plan right away. Like I went through all the exercises and I, I set a date, put it on my calendar and then got really nervous. I was like, Oh my gosh. And so for three months, I really started to focus more on my spiritual side. So the process, I decided I was going to do a membership. 
because I have, you know, I have a few books. That's not really a big revenue, you know, source. And my online classes were there, but I felt like, you know, hamster and hamster wheel, like most people do, like, I just have to keep producing more. And all my stuff is evergreen because I want people who are in a crisis to be able to access my stuff at any time. And so there's no scarcity. It's just like, if you're a parent raising a child with anxiety or OCD, you want it and you want it now, you want those answers. And so it was consistent income, but it wasn't like crazy income. And I felt like, oh, what's the new course? What's the next course? And so I was like, you know, if I had a membership, then I could really, it would, it would help me with my money and time issues because I could really get to know people. I could devote my time to them and I'm not ha- having to constantly create new stuff. I'll do, you know, coaching, I'll do like lives, I'll do videos and stuff on my own time whenever I want. And so the model really spoke to me. But that, so, and you had a process. And so I just got the process and I was like, okay, football, I have an online class, I'll do a webinar, you know, done, done, you know, and, and it's brainless. Cause I just went through your thing and I just, that part was done. But for three months, I started doing the spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that was really the shift is I, you know, I started going back to like the stuff I used to do, which totally woo woo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this might get totally weird, but maybe not. Oh, she's got to make a disclaimer for you guys. So. <laughs> You know, buckle up, sitting down. It's time to sit down. Natasha, come on, give us us the goods. Okay. So, you know, I wrote out exactly like, like my launch had already happened and I felt the excitement and, you know, I saw the emails coming in and I, you know, so I would do that every night to like music that had vibrations, you know, so I wanted my vibration to be high. You know, I like, you know, I feel like when you're in this mode of positive energy, while I'm thinking about this happening, I feel like there's magic in that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I did that. I started to take care of myself because I realized that I am actually, I'm like the epicenter of this, you know, like I kind of saw myself as like this lighthouse where I'm generating out something. And whatever I'm generating out is coming back to me. Hmm. And so I get to choose what I want to generate out. And if I'm not happy, like, and not just like, oh, life is so good, but like feeling it, yes. nothing's coming back to me, yes. you know, on a very metaphysical level, you know, like you create your world. And so I felt like I created a world of no time, no money. I mean, we had money, but I felt like I worked for it. Like I felt every dollar. Mm -hmm. And so I started to do things for myself. You said, get a team. And so I was like, what are the things that are taking away from my time? And a lot of it was personal. I'm like, I walk around feeling guilty that the house is messy. Mm -hmm. So team Daniel starts with the cleaning lady, you know? So I got some cleaning people and that was huge. Um, I started to float. So I tank. Yeah. Oh, you love Love that. Love that. Oh my gosh. Couldn't recommend that enough. Yes. Every other week now. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. yeah. So I'd flow and I would, I would see this vision and I would listen to like audio tapes every night of me seeing this vision of me talking about it. And, you know, I did the work, you know, the stuff that yeah. is boring that we talk about, yeah. but really it was a spiritual side of things that I felt like changed because I'm not a big data person. I don't really look at numbers, but I knew I was going to talk to you. So I looked back at my numbers last night yeah. and just to see the graph yeah. It's like crazy. Like it's like so low. And then you hit October after I met you and I had a crazy month mm. and then January once my launch and it was an evergreen launch. It's, you know, it's still an open, open membership. It just, it, 
everything grew. And I thought it would just be my membership, but everything grew. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share any of those numbers with us? <laughs> I mean, we're on camera, so I can see your hand going from like way down here to like way up there. <laughs> but is, if there's any context, you could share. Yeah. With you know, I mean, obviously I'm not a seven figure, you know, multimillionaire, but Finally, everyone in my family is like, whoa, I think her business is something we should pay attention to. <laughs> you know? That's going to be kind of nice to hear that. It is nice, you know, where everyone's starting, because I think everyone would be like mom's hobby. You know, mom's always on the iPad, mom's hobby. Super annoying. And I was making probably about $6,000 a month in like my online business. And my private practice was was doing well too. And so it was a really nice supplement. You know, we would put it in a travel fund and you know, it was good. But then October after I took BBD and like really worked on my spiritual self, like, you know, Hey, you're giving out some message. Let's just change it. I went to 20,000 that month. Dang. I know. And I was like, what's going on here? What's going on here? Yeah. I hadn't started anything. The only thing I had started was my spiritual stuff. I hadn't launched anything. It was just my online classes and the regular stuff. And then January with my launch, I decided I was going to do two webinars because anxiety and OCD are really different. And so I really wanted to talk to parents in a very specific sort of way. I didn't want anyone to think I wasn't speaking to them. So I made two evergreen webinars and one on anxiety, one on OCD. And I had 2,800 people sign up which for me, those were crazy numbers. You know, I was really surprised. Like biggest numbers you'd have ever had. Well, you know, I've never even done a webinar. Wow. <laughs> Cause I'm like webinars. That sounds scary. No thanks. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I did evergreen, but part of it was because I really, I get moms cause I am a mom of kids with anxiety and OCD. We don't have time. I don't want to wait for you to show up. Like if I'm in the, you know, in the middle of the night, I want to watch your, your webinar. Yeah. So yeah, those numbers were really surprising. And then I had more than half actually show up and watch it, mm. which, you know, it's on demand. So. It's still really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got 144 members from that. Wow. So it was about 9%. Yeah. That's amazing. First webinars, brand new membership. So first time doing this offer. Yeah. That's huge. That's yeah. Amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. You know, of course I was like, I'm going to try for 500. <laughs> I think I had unrealistic well, goals. A, you know, and that's the funny thing. And I, and I teach a lot about that. Like I want people to have unrealistic goals. We just have to match that unrealistic goals with no attachment. So yeah. you're grateful with whatever you get. And yeah. I think the ultimate thing is really, it's not about the numbers to me. And, and this is kind of my evolution with my spirituality, which really has taken off since you kind of brought it back to me is like, it's what kind of life do I want to have? You know, what's my ultimate goal? It's not about the money. Like I want to help people and I want to travel and I want to be present for my kids and my family. And so we started doing a lot of traveling. We started, you know, I started not working at night. You know, I hired a tech guy. I never want to be on customer service Bluehost ever again. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. Yeah. This, this is amazing. I just, I'm just getting this sense of like, you just completely transformed as a person over the last, what, eight months, 10 months or so. I did. No, it's been huge. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited for you. And I want to, um, 
Well, I, first of all, I want to say like, when you say it's not about the money, like most people that are making a lot of money say that exact same thing. And that's, what's so funny is uh, I've said this before, but usually it's people that don't have money that care the most about money and people that are making a lot are making a lot because it's not about the money. It's, yeah. It's like the money paradox It's like the more meaning and attachment you put on money, probably the harder it is it's going to be for you to make. But when you're sitting there going, well, what, what really drives me? M money is one of the lowest forms of motivation. So when you get clear on what drives you and for you, it was like, look at all these people out here and look at how I want my life to be and the experiences I want to have and, and the connection and presence I want to have with my family and realizing that the business gets to create that for you, fuel that for you, provide that for you. That's when the money starts coming in. And that's awesome. And I just, I just love that you've had this conversation with us today of infusing the spirituality because as soon as I did it, look, my stories are weirder than yours. <laughs> I'm here with all these spirituality disclaimers, warning, if, <laughs> if, you're, if you're under the age of 18 and do not like <laughs> offensive spirituality terms, please turn away. Cover your eyes. Yeah. Look, well, I went through Reiki, which is an energy healing thing. And as soon as I went through level two, where you get in a, what's called an attunement, where they like, change your frequency literally the next day money started appearing in my clickbank account and i was like what is going on and there was like a line from like zero 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 and then it was like 300 375 400 322 and you're like what is happening here yeah so, and that's when i was like oh, okay i'm all in I, I i'll do this let's let's combine it all yeah it's I'm super so, powerful i'm so happy to hear that you did that i'm so happy to hear that you stayed open and coachable to go through that first module because it can be a doozy it's like yeah i just want to get into it and mm -hmm. here's actually to bring that full circle is like once you get to the process is you use that term brainless that was the point yeah when i do legos when i build my legos it's brainless activity and i that's why i love it and I wanted our processes to be as similar to that as possible. However, what we've noticed over the years, which is why we added that first module is people still find a way to muck it up. Yeah. So then I'm just going to bring this question back. If you didn't have that level of emotional and spiritual, for lack of better words, maturity or awareness, could you have followed those processes so brainlessly, or could you see how easy it would be to like get in your own way and then be like, Oh, I'm, I can't do this or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think some of it would have been hard because, you know, the money issue, I think I'd have been concerned. I over deliver to the point where like I can't function. And so I think it would have been messy, but even if I were to do it beautifully, because it is so easily laid out in such a convenient sort of way, I think it, I wouldn't have had any success because I think all the other things would have just shut it all down before I even got it started. Yeah. I think I need to add this to the BBD module one, just so people hear this. Yeah. Like don't give up. This yeah. is actually the meat and potatoes. Yeah, it really is. It doesn't seem like that to people. Like, just tell me what to do. And it's like, <laughs> I've done that before. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So we need to start here. And I'm just, I'm glad you're just like, you know, more proof of what's possible when you do that work. This is fantastic. I could keep going on, but I want to be mindful of your time. And we like to keep these super short. And so we're just wrapping it at about 30 minutes. So the first I'll, I'll say is, uh, or ask is for someone else who's just starting on their journey, you know, like where you were at, where you were just like this thing felt from the outside, like, Oh, this is just a hobby. This person, I don't, is this ever going to work? Like when the, when the family and friends are kind of saying those things, what type of advice do you have for that person that they know in their heart that this can be something bigger, even if no one else can see that? 
you know, I think it's all about your belief. And so if you don't think it can happen, then, you know, the universe is like, okay, got that. You know, we'll make sure that yeah, doesn't I'll give happen. It to someone, I'll give it to someone who does believe it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm getting your message loud and clear. And I think always celebrating your wins and not comparing them to other people's because that will shut you down. You know, I think emotionally, but spiritually. And when you celebrate, I remember I was looking back quickly at my spreadsheet and I was like, do I have 2017 spreadsheet? And I pulled it up. I, cause I really don't look at the numbers too much. And I had made $30,000 my online business. And I remember at the time, even though I was not spiritually connected, I remember being so grateful. That I remember thinking the whole year, the whole year. Yeah. Not my private practice, but it was like all my online business, $30,000 the whole year, which to me, I remember at the time I felt like I won the lottery. I was like, look at me, you know, and that attitude, I think it's, it was dormant until you kind of ignited it, but you want to celebrate your successes and you want to say how many people are not being successful instead of looking at everybody else who is bigger and better than you. There's always going to be someone who's bigger and better than you, but how many people struggle? Yeah. And I want to take what you said even further, because I think it's so important, not just that we want to celebrate our successes, but we want to choose to make everything that we've done and accomplished a success. Like that is a label that you can choose to put on something. Like I've had people do their first webinar and didn't make any sales and call it a failure. It's like, why not look at the success inherent in the fact that you finally did that thing that you've been avoiding to do. My first webinar, I think I, I got a hundred people. I think I made one sale and it was like from a friend still chose to call that a success. Cause I'm like, I did it. Yeah. And you can choose to call anything a success that you want and then celebrate the crap out of it. Because even just like at a neurological, physiological level, like what you're training your mind to do to reinforce that positive behavior, put a more positive state or from an energy standpoint, raise that frequency to bring yeah. more of it in. If you're not grateful for what you've just done, don't expect more stuff to come from it. Oh, yeah. oh, you weren't happy with that? Oh, well, I'll just give you better stuff. I'll just bring you more awesome stuff. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You got to be grateful for what you have accomplished, what you have experienced, if you ever want more awesomeness to, stuff to come in. So you did that. That's amazing. So to go from 30,000 a year to a $20,000 month to now a membership that I have a feeling is going to continue to grow and get bigger and bigger. Oh yeah. I've cut down my private practice. I'm only doing that for a few hours a week. And it's uh, my online business makes twice as much as my private practice now. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Natasha, really quick. Where can we find more information about you? Well, I live on my website. So at atparentingsurvival.com. And then um, you can find me at anxious toddlers. It's not about toddlers, but that's a long story, but Instagram <laughs> at anxious toddlers, YouTube, anxious toddlers, 78. So Got it. Well, we'll make sure to link all that up in the show notes for you guys. So you can go connect with Natasha, especially if you're in need of her services. She's amazing. Clearly you've uh, seen that here today. And Natasha, I just want to like congratulate you. And I'm just so excited for all of your success and accomplishments. I wish you the best. And I cannot wait to see where you are like this time next year. You never know. Well, thank you. I want to thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you trusting me, staying open and, and staying coachable. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning into another amazing Wednesday edition here on the Mind Your Business podcast with our good friend, Natasha Daniels. We'll see you all next time here on the Mind Your Business podcast. Take care. 
neuroscience tells us that your brain doesn't match your beliefs to fit your life, it matches your life to fit your beliefs. In other words, if you wanna change your life, change your beliefs. Inside my newest book, Hardwired for Entrepreneurship, I reveal the real difference that makes the difference between the few high-performing entrepreneurs that go on to build multi-million dollar businesses that impact hundreds of thousands of people's lives versus the vast majority who struggle, burn out, break down, and inevitably give up. And the difference ain't in a funnel, launch strategy, or marketing hack. The difference comes down to what's going on between your ears. So are you wired for entrepreneurship? Grab your free copy to find out now. Just visit jameswedmore.com forward slash wired. There's no funnel, no pitch, no sale, nada. Just a good old fashioned read that's going to blow your mind.